You are locked on Cougars. Welcome into a Tuesday edition of the podcast. Hope you all are doing great out there, and thank you for making us your first listen of the day. A lot to get to ahead on a Tuesday edition of the show. We get you ready for BYU men's basketball in action against number 12 Oregon tonight in Portland. A neutral site game, a huge opportunity for Mark Pope and his team. We'll dig into that, get you a preview of that contest. We'll also talk a little more BYU football. They are getting ready for Georgia Southern. What do we need to know about the Eagles. Kalani Sitake spoke to the media yesterday. Let you hear some of his comments. And of course, we will catch you guys up on everything else you need to know as a BYU fan here on a Tuesday. So a lot to get to and not a lot of time to do it. So let's get rolling. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for November 16th, 2021. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Cougars. Thank you once again for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all podcasting platforms. My name is Jake Hatch. I am your host here on this podcast. I am your resident BYU insider. I also work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, as the executive producer of DJ and PK in the morning. And a huge thank you to all of you for your support of the podcast, as always. As I mentioned, we enjoy being your guys' first listen of the day. Also want to encourage you guys, word of mouth has been absolutely critical to the growth and success of this podcast. We've been doing it for the better part. Actually, we're over three years at this point. You guys are the reason why we've had the success we've had. But I need to ask you guys once again, it's the holiday season. You're going to be around family and friends. Maybe you haven't seen all year. and Maybe in some cases, you haven't seen them for, what, two years due to the COVID-19 pandemic. I want you guys, when you get with your family and friends who are Cougar fans, who are of like mind to you, I want you to share this podcast. All all I'm asking is you guys to share it with three of your closest friends or family. Tell them about the podcast. Tell them how simple it is to listen to. And it's a 30-minute podcast. Get you caught up on everything of the news of that day involving BYU. And you can be on with your day. That is the goal here, and a big thank you for your support as always. Now, getting going here on today's show, let's start off on the hardwoods. BYU men's basketball in action tonight, and probably their most high-profile game that's not named Gonzaga, as they will head to the Moda Center tonight. That is the home of the Portland Trailblazers in Portland, Oregon, where they will take on the 12th-ranked Oregon Ducks. It's part of the Phil Knight Invitational. It used to be called the PK-80, honoring his 80th birthday. They've since changed the name to the Phil Knight Invitational but it's a huge opportunity for BYU. Uh, This game, it's about a two-hour, hour-and-a-half, two-hour drive from Eugene up I-5, seemingly, is it I-5? I I think it's I-5, to get to Portland where this game will be played. BYU obviously flying in to Portland for this contest, but this is a big, big game. I admittedly was a bit stunned to see the line sitting with our friends over at betonline.ag having the Oregon Ducks favored by four and a half points. That has obviously been fluctuating up and down. It's been sitting around the four point margin most of the weekend getting ready for this contest, but this is a huge game for BYU. You win this game, and as our good friends over at Vanquish the Foe have noted, it would be the biggest win for BYU since beating then number 7 Louisville 
excuse me, number six Louisville in 2007. It would be a huge, huge win for BYU and would be a real feather in their cap in the early part of the season. Uh, I'm, you don't throw back either of the wins that BYU has had so far over Cleveland State or San Diego State. Both of those teams are going to be among the tops, if not the top team in their respective conferences. They're going to go to the NCAA tournament, so those are two quality wins to start the season. You want one of the true power wins that is going to be a quad one win all the way, it appears, win this game tonight. This is a huge opportunity. Uh, Oregon comes into this game 2-0, just like BYU. They have scored in the 80s in both of their games so far, beating SMU as well as Texas Southern, if I'm not mistaken, was their first game. And they have done it with a very balanced offense. And the capability of the lineup for Oregon is the ability to have any guy seemingly go off on any given night amongst their starting five. They actually don't play that big of a lineup, at least so far this season. They start a six foot seven and a six foot eight guy in the post. Uh, Those are the two bigs that they start with. But this is a team, and I mean this sincerely, Oregon will not overwhelm BYU with size, but outside of their anticipated matchups, at least two, if not three matchups in the West Coast Conference Tournament against number one Gonzaga, BYU may not face a more athletic lineup than the than what they will face against the Oregon Ducks in tonight's game. This is going to be a huge test for BYU. And the nice part is, yes, on paper, you should not be overwhelmed by the Oregon Ducks' size, but they are athletic. BYU is going to have to show something in this game that they have not shown so far. They played against two teams who are more... How do you say this nicely? Uh, they're more... Uh, Power-oriented, I guess is the easiest way to say it. And I'm not saying that San Diego State's not athletic, but, okay, let me say this. The offensive prowess for Oregon is night and day different than what Cleveland State and or San Diego State had going into this game against BYU. I really like what Oregon is going to throw at BYU. And the Cougars, while they may not be overwhelmed with size, they're going to have to be ready to go because they have got a lot of high-powered offense coming their way. Will Richardson is an all-Pac-12 first-team honoree, preseason honoree. He leads the Ducks right now with an average of 19 points across two games in just 27 minutes of action each game so far far. Jacob Young, uh, he's actually the younger brother of former Duck star Joseph Young. He's a grad transfer into the program. He is averaging 16 points this season. Oh, and by the way, they still have two other, uh, excuse me, three other guys who average double digits in points so far. Eric Williams Jr., uh, 13 points from his post position as a forward for BYU. Devion Harmon, actually a guy that BYU recruited during uh, the grad transfer portal phase of what they were trying to put their roster together. He averages 10 points a game. Oh, and then Rivaldo Suarez, also averaging 10 points a game. This is a high-powered Oregon Ducks lineup, but the one thing is SMU and Texas Southern, they're not BYU. If BYU can finally get their offense untracked, they can get the three-point shot to fall, they can have an efficient offense, have more guys than seemingly Alex Barcelo contributed a high level, they could be in this game, and they very well could pull off the upset. Obviously, Phil Knight would not be happy watching his beloved Oregon Ducks losing to the BYU Cougars because he'd be ruining the ghost of Lavelle Edwards, who would be laughing at him because some of you may know this, some of you may not. Lavelle and Phil Knight were very, very close. It's actually one of the chief reasons why BYU is such a proud Nike school is because Phil Knight latched on with Lavelle Edwards and the BYU Cougars early on as he was building out kind of the brand empire that Nike has become with the team that they represent and that's why BYU's gotten a lot of preferential treatment over the years from Nike. This is a big time matchup. I am super excited to watch it. Uh, You're probably wondering when does this 
tip off. If you don't know already, it tips off at 8 o'clock Mountain Time, 7 o'clock Pacific. You ha- if you happen to be up in the Portland area, I would encourage you, get tickets if at all possible. Get out to the Moda Center and support the Cougars. I know that BYU fans show up in mass whenever BYU plays in Portland against the Portland Pilots. I would expect even more so when it's the Oregon Ducks coming into town who are ranked 12th in the country. The new AP poll came out yesterday, and if you look at the uh, rankings, BYU is among others receiving votes. If you want to extrapolate it out, I believe BYU, yeah, they're the 29th in the poll, just looking at it here, but this would put BYU probably on the cusp, if not inside the top 25, if they were to pull off this upset. It'd be a huge win in the early going, and as I said, Outside of the matchups against Gonzaga this year, you will not face probably a more athletic lineup than what you will face with the Oregon Ducks. As I said, Oregon is not going to overwhelm you with size. They do have size on their roster, and none other than former American Fork High School star Isaac Johnson. He is going to be on the roster, but he's only a freshman coming off of a mission. He's a seven-footer. They also have two guys listed 6'11 and another seven-footer on the roster. None of them are starting. So that's the thing is, at least to start this game, guys like Fusini Traore, Gavin Baxter, uh, even Atiki Ali Atiki. Uh, Atiki actually would be the biggest guy on the court if everything holds true based on what we've seen from Oregon so far this year. Could Dana Altman, the head coach of the Ducks, change things up? Absolutely. He could throw something else at BYU and try and switch things up. But at least what we've seen so far from the Ducks is they are uber-athletic, not physically imposing, but they get the job done. They are able to contribute from one to five on their roster, have any single guy, it seems like, show out on any given night to lead them in scoring, and they also rebound as a team. That's going to be critical for BYU. We saw them rebound very well as a team against San Diego State, who's one of the better rebounding teams in the entire country. You've got to have a similar type performance against Oregon if you want to win this game. You've got to beat them to second chance balls. You've got to force turnovers. That's another thing that Oregon is very good at with their athleticism. They force a lot of turnovers. I believe I was reading up on SMU, 13 turnovers in that game against the Mustangs. They blew out SMU up there on their home court in Oregon. So this is a critical early season showdown for BYU. And if you want to put a real feather in your cap, speaking of Mark Pope, when it comes to resume building, go out and win this one. I think there's a chance for BYU to win it. I think Ken Palm, uh, KenPomeroy.com, uh, not KenPomeroy.com, Ken Pomeroy is the proprietor of KenPom.com, pardon me for the gaffe there. He has a win probability for Oregon at 63%. Well, that's still some decent odds for BYU. That gives him a 37% chance of winning. I'm not counting BYU out of this matchup. It's much easier to say BYU has a chance than to actually go out there and prove they, can, they have a chance. But, hey, that's why you play these games. That's why BYU signed up to play this game. They want to get games like this on the schedule, and they're going to have to face opponents like this. Think about this. We've been talking a lot about Big 12 and what's coming for BYU. Well, teams like Oregon, the athleticism, the size, their ability to just break you down off the dribble, to defend at a high level, that's all stuff BYU is going to see when they enter the Big 12. So you might as well get as many looks at it now and get ready for it because it's going to be almost a night-in and night-out thing when BYU joins their new conference home in just a couple of seasons. So huge opportunity staring BYU in the face. If you're not able to make it out to the Moda Center, watch it on ESPN. I am looking forward to it. And of course, we'll have a full breakdown of whatever happens in the game on tomorrow's podcast. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we'll flip over to football. Kalani Satake speaking to the media during his weekly media availability. Some thoughts on the coaching search involving himself and also his early thoughts on Georgia Southern. We'll get to all of that in just a second. Today's show is brought to you by a new friend of ours in NetSuite. This is it, my friends. The putt 
to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours, but on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're relying on spreadsheets and outdated financial software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. And the best part of it is 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. So over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-kind financing program to those who are ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA. Head to netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA for special end-of-year financing Financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. That's netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA. All right, my college football and basketball fanatics, have you ever heard about our friends over at Prize Picks? Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. It's a really cool concept, and I know you will love it. Prize Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. They offer more college football props than anybody else in the world and offers all the star players of the Power Five, as well as mid major players you may not have ever heard of. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of, from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All of your options are available to you guys across all sports, not just college. You can go into the pros, NBA, NFL, whatever you want. They've got it for you guys. All you do is you pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times back on any entry, and it's just you versus those projected numbers. It's really, really simple. What I love about it is your entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy. Price Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals, so make sure you get to their website now, pricepicks.com, or you can go download their award-winning app in your app store and get started there. While you're there, when you make your first deposit, you can get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Just use the promo code Locked On. Yes, you heard that right. A 100% instant deposit match by using the promo code Locked On at PrizePicks.com. So don't hesitate. Get to the website today and use that promo code Locked On once again for your bonus, or go to your app store and download the app today and get started there. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. A lot to get to still ahead on today's show, but let's take a moment and talk some BYU football. I know a number of you are still very much in football mode despite basketball starting to take over a little bit here, but a huge game upcoming this week for BYU against Georgia Southern. And I'm not saying it's huge in the sense that Georgia Southern is any real threat to BYU because according to our friends over at betonline.ag, BYU is a 20-point favorite in that game. Yes, three touchdowns. BYU is expected to go to Statesboro and absolutely run roughshod over the Eagles, who are 3-7. and seven. But the bigger topic right now is the coaching carousel. It is spinning ever faster, and it's not going to slow down until the upcoming window closes, which, honestly, we didn't have the window closed until, what, April 30th last year? Uh, David Beatty obviously exiting. No, not David Beatty. Les Miles exiting to Kansas after replacing David Beatty. Just been an absolute crap show if you're Kansas, but they brought in Lance Leopold, the head coach of Buffalo to Kansas on April 30th. Do I expect the coaching carousel to go for six plus months here? No, I do not. But that shows how long the Power 5 window can be open for. Kalani Satake remains a very, very, 
very hot item when it comes to coaching carousel, rumors, news, whatever it is. And for good reason. I I highlighted this yesterday on the podcast. I'm not going to rehash all of it. But the thing about this is Kalani understands what is going on. He is not blind to all the rumors out there. A story written in The Athletic by Bruce Feldman that has uh, BYU head coach Kalani Sitake on the short list of guys to replace Jimmy Lake at the University of Washington. And I expect that those will continue to come. If Arizona State does open, as we all expect, with Herm Edwards exiting, I would say Kalani Sitake is on the short list there. If UCLA, for some reason, decides to short-circuit the Chip Kelly experiment after making a bowl, well, I'd expect Kalani's name pops up there. We've already seen him connected with USC. I've seen his name pop up in such searches as LSU. The, The crazy thing about this is it's not going to slow down. As I said yesterday, BYU needs to kind of nip everything in the bud and make sure Kalani feels appreciated. And he addressed the rumors out there during his media session yesterday. Mitch Harper from KSLSports.com, a compatriot of mine now officially at work, he had a very pointed question to Kalani Satake saying, what is your response to the coaching rumors? Here's what Kalani's response was. I know why you guys are asking those questions and things like that, but I'm focused on getting our team ready for Georgia Southern playing this game. That's been my focus the entire season is whether you ask that question back in August, September, October, now in November, the answer is still the same. I'm trying to take this thing week by week and focus on getting these guys ready to play at their best. So all my attention can only go to the boys and trying to give the fans what they want, which is performing at our best. And I think we do that. We'll be happy with the result. But I understand why you asked the question, but that's, that's my focus. If you expected any other sort of answer from Kalani saying, yeah, I'm absolutely interested in the job, or there's not a chance I'm considering any other job, uh, you're probably hoping for too much. But I think it was a, a an answer we all kind of expected from Kalani. I'm focused on the here and now. We're trying to win games, and I think he understands that. If you go out and fall flat on your face against Georgia Southern, well, a lot of the quote-unquote good vibes about you as a head coach will probably damper down a little bit if you lose to a lowly 3-7 and seven team on the road in Georgia. So you got to go take care of business if you're Kalani. I would expect that he is running everything through his agent. And he has an agent for a reason. That is their job. They're there to represent him and represent his best interests. He is going to run all of that information. Any interest from any party out there who reaches out probably goes through his agent. His agent will reach out to him and say, hey, Kalani, here's the status. I'm hopeful, as I said yesterday, that BYU will short-circuit all of this and take care of him. And a person that I trust on all things when it comes to these type of circumstances, one of my quote-unquote sources, if you want to call it that, a guy who I trust implicitly with his information because he has been dead on with everything he's ever told me. I'm telling you, his track record absolutely impeccable. We had a conversation yesterday. I talked about I had a conversation with another one of the people that I trust on this over the weekend who said that Kalani very much wants to be at BYU. He'd love nothing more than to be the next Lavelle Edwards and spend his career coaching up and leading BYU to the heights that Lavelle led them to. Can BYU accomplish that? Well, going into the Big 12, they finally have the avenue to accomplish those things. Ultimately realizing that Okay, that's a debate for another day. But the person I talked to yesterday, we were having a conversation, and I asked him the question, will BYU be willing to step up and make sure Kalani Sitake is taken care of, or have they already done so? His response was, I truly believe that they have already done what they can do, and they will do what they can to keep him in Provo and keep him happy. The one thing they added to this, and I think I alluded to it yesterday a little bit, but they were very strong on this. Their point was that Kalani 
he is comfortable taking a little less money if it means that his assistants are taken care of and he has the guys around him who are going to help him have success. No single coach, no individual coach, Kalani, Kyle Whittingham, even the great Nick Saban, none of them can accomplish what they have accomplished in their careers with regards to what they do as coaches without their assistant coaches, who they trust, who they associate with, and who they work with on a day-to-day basis. What I was told yesterday is that Kalani will actually place a little more of an emphasis on making sure that his assistant pool, the amount of money that is put together for his assistants that he can pay out, he wants that taken care of in some ways more so than his individual contract. So BYU, yes, they're going to have to fork over a bunch of money if they want to keep things rolling in Provo. But as I said, this person, I trust them implicitly. They know what they are talking about. They have said that BYU has and will do what it takes or do what they can to keep Kalani in Provo and keep him happy and keep things rolling with the Cougars. That, I think, should assuage some of your fears out there with regards to Kalani potentially leaving. As I have said, I've got no doubt that Kalani would love nothing more than to stay at BYU for the entirety of his career, go out and lead BYU back to the heights that he cheered about when he was a youngster as just a young man who dreamed of suiting up for BYU. He accomplished that dream by suiting up for the Cougars, and now he's back as the head coach. This dude loves BYU. Speaking of Kalani Satake, and I use dude in a loose reference. Trust me, I'm not trying to make it sound informal. He is the head coach. He deserves that respect. But Kalani loves BYU. It's more than just a job to him. But if BYU does not make him feel comfortable, feel loved, have the loyalty he feels like he has shown to BYU reciprocated to him, well, that's when I think he'd start to look around. But so far, I'm feeling quite confident that BYU is going to do what they can to keep him happy in Provo, and I'm hopeful they will invest the resources necessary to get BYU moving towards the Big 12 and hopefully hit the ground running once they enter that conference. I know that you may have to take, I guess, a quote-unquote advance with regards to the finances to get that head start. And let me also be clear about one thing. I know that I said yesterday that BYU is getting a full share when they go into the conference. I, I misspoke on that. I apologize. Uh, I don't remember who pointed it out to me. They will get a half share of the current TV deal that the Big 12 has in 2023 and 2024, but they will get a full share beginning in 2025 when the new media rights deal for the conference is negotiated, signed, sealed, delivered, and starts paying out. So it's going to be good money regardless. BYU is going to make, I think the payout last year was $39 million for the Big 12. So if you're getting $18 million in 2023 and 2024, that's more money than BYU's ever seen as an independent, as a member of the Mountain West Conference, or even going back to the WAC. So they're going to be sitting pretty fat and happy with regards to the coffers when the Big 12 comes calling. Maybe you take a little bit of an advance now, lean on some donors, say, you know what, we'll make good with you down the road. I'm not going to say BYU should take out loans, but it may be something. If you want to keep the good times rolling with what Kalani has built here, you may have to just really take the hit now and figure we'll make up for it on the back end. That's just all I got to say on that point. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll wrap up today's show with everything else you need to know as a BYU fan here on a Tuesday, another weekly award going out to BYU Women's Volleyball as they move up in the national rankings once again. Folks, 
You're you're talking about one of the top four teams in the country. We'll talk about all of that in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you, as we already referenced a couple of times today, our friends over at Bet Online. They are back and better than ever. They have a brand new web interface for the start of the basketball season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. All you got to do to take advantage of that is use the promo code Locked On to receive that 50% welcome bonus. From basketball to football to hockey, boxing, whatever you're looking for, even your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season and beyond. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. That's betonline.ag where the game starts. One final time out on today's show to talk about a new friend of ours here on the podcast, and there's our friends over at Intercap Lending. There is a reason that no lender helps more families in Utah with their mortgage needs than Intercap, because they simply put, get deals done. It's a quick and simple process with Intercap. They close loans two weeks faster than the industry average, and though fast is great, the ultimate goal is to create a stress-free home loan process, and that is what Locked On's personal loan officer Intercap, Steve Carter, has delivered to hundreds of Locked On listeners so far, including Locked On's founder, David Locke. Yes, the podmaster himself, David Locke, has worked with Intercap multiple times. And let's be honest, if Steve can keep David on track through the entire process, Steve can help anyone. And I can attest to this because I know David personally really well, and Steve is fantastic. And though Intercap is new to the Locked On Cougars podcast, it is not a new company. They've been assisting customers with all of their mortgage needs since 1978. That is 43 years of experience. And Steve Carter has been providing Locked On listeners with the best experience since 2018. Intercap is headquartered here in Utah, but licensed to help all of your mortgage needs in over 40 states. So give Steve a call. He'd be happy to help you guys out. His direct number is 385-800-8528. That's 385-800-8528. You will not find a more responsive loan officer or for more information, visit intercaplending.com. NMLS 190465. Intercap Lending is an equal housing lender. Before we go here on a Tuesday, let's run down some other news and notes involving BYU athletics you guys will need to know about. If you've not seen it already, the USC game for BYU, the regular season finale down there in the Los Angeles Coliseum, it'll be kicked off at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time. That is 8.30 for those of you here living along the Wasatch Front. So a late night for Cougar fans as they watch the Cougars and the Trojans square off down there on Thanksgiving weekend. I know some of you out there were hoping that it might be a mid-afternoon kick. You're hoping to have time time to go spend time in Southern California on Thanksgiving weekend. Well, alas, it is a late night kick, and I actually kind of expected this. I'm not going to lie. The more I saw kick times coming out with mid-afternoon or evening kicks, I was like, okay, this is looking more and more likely that BYU is going to be the late night kick, and it will be that as the Cougars and the Trojans, but the as they kick off at 8.30 Mountain Time. But the good news is it is on ESPN, so it's going to be on a big platform for BYU, and they should be going for a 10th win. USC in all kinds of disarray right now, obviously firing Clay Helton, who, funny enough, is the new head coach of Georgia Southern, who BYU faces this week. He is not coaching for Georgia Southern currently, outside of really just kind of getting his head start on putting his staff together, 
going out and recruiting, all that stuff. He is not going to have any effect on the on-field product, but his former program, USC, BYU will face a week from Saturday at 8.30 p.m. Mountain Time on ESPN, and looking forward to that. Uh, BYU and Utah do score off in basketball at the Huntsman Center that same day. That uh, game will start an hour earlier, meaning both games will overlap for a little bit. The Hoops game is going to be on the Pac-12 network, so hopefully you have both channels and you can simulcast or figure out a way to watch both of them or DVR the second half of the basketball game. I don't know. Figure out a way to watch both of them. I know that I will be doing that. It'll be a dual screen night for me. There's no doubt about that. Now, one other note before we go on today's show is congratulations to BYU opposite hitter Kenzie Korber. She was named the West Coast Conference Defensive Player of the Week. The league announced that yesterday. It is her third Player of the Week honor this year. Previously, she was named Offensive Player of the Week for both September 20th and October 25th. She played in all seven sets this past week against Pepperdine and Loyola Marymount. She tallied nine a total block assist and tacked on a solo block against LMU. In addition, she racked up 13 total digs. She's absolutely rolling as BYU as a team is rolling as they move up to number four in the country. This team is going to be a top seed in the NCAA tournament here in a couple of weeks when those brackets are announced, barring something completely unforeseen. And the award is the seventh WCC weekly honor collected by BYU players this year. So congratulations to Kenzie Korber on that award and obviously congratulations to the entirety of the BYU women's volleyball program. They're sitting at number four in the country. They are on their way and there's as good a chance to win the national championship this year as there has been in some of the recent seasons when they've made runs to the national title title game. It'd be fun to see them finally break through and bring a title home and we'll see how everything ultimately shakes out. Alright, that is going to do it for today's edition of the show. Thank you once again for making us your first listen of the day. Please make sure to share this with your family and friends. All I'm asking share it with three people that you know. Three Cougar fans, I guarantee all of you can think of three people to share this with. Word of mouth is absolutely critical to what we're doing. And make sure also, by the way, to make Locked On Big 12 your second listen here momentarily. Get caught up on everything going on in BYU's new conference with Josh Neighbors, the host over there. It is free and available on all podcasting platforms, and it does a great job covering everything going on in the Big 12 conference. Make sure to follow this show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Search out Locked On Cougars. My personal Twitter feed if you want my thoughts on all things sports is Jacob C. Hatch and as always the email address for this podcast LockedOnBYU at gmail.com please send your notes comments concerns questions whatever you got for us to LockedOnBYU at gmail.com alright that's going to do it have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this this has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for November 16th 2021 and we will catch you guys manana